And hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the J Squared Podcast. And Jay, it's it's a special one because it's our season finale of season one. And we've got a great guest here, as always. The incredibly talented actress and singer Tammy Townsend is here with us today. Superstar. She's a legend. And that's why we saved up a last. <laughs> I'm ready to go, man. Let's get at it. Let's get at it. Here it is on our season one finale. We hope you enjoy Tammy Townsend on the J Squared Podcast. And we're now here on the J Squared Podcast with our guest. It's the wonderful Tammy Townsend joining us this week. Tammy, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Tammy. And Tammy. No uh, problem. We've had so many incredible actors and actresses on the show. You're just another one to, to come on here. We're, we're so honored that you're here with us. Um, why, don't, why don't we start early on? What was the, you know, the draw that got you into to acting and entertainment you know, right from the get-go? Um, well, actually, I started um, dancing at first. That was the kind of thing that kind of introduced me to entertainment field altogether. And um, I saw, um, you guys probably don't remember this, but back in the day, <laughs> Cher had a, um, a variety show, Sunny and Cher. And um, they would always like sing and dance. And I was like, that's kind of what I want to do, I think. So it, it just kind of moved into that gradually. Um, I was in, and I got, I, I guess, uh, I went into um, acting. I, they did like these recitals with my dance class. And so to kind of recruit other kids. And so they would do them in the malls and stuff like that. And there was one lady who was running an acting workshop and she thought it was cute and was like, would you like to join? And that's kind of how it, it started. Hey, so let's go from the segue because I was doing some research. Hate to use Sonny and Cher because we know what happened to Sonny and you're outdoorsman. Yeah. So you do a lot of uh, <laughs> you do a lot of snowboarding, a lot of uh, ATVing, right? A, a lot of hiking. So I do a lot of skiing. I I, I cannot get along with snowboarders. So I go up to Utah all the time. And uh, there's a place up there called Solitude, where we don't allow snowboarding. Uh -huh. But uh, so, oh. you, yeah. So, you know, Utah to me is the best place to ski. Utah, uh, Telluride, Jackson Hole. Um, and it's nothing like seeing, you know, a 6'10 African-American man coming down the hill <laughs> behind a 70-year-old white guy. And all you do is hear me laughing because I can't believe I'm skiing. And I'm an expert ski. I, I ski black diamonds. So I am just laughing the whole time hysterically. My eyes are, you know, with my goggles, you can see the water frozen down. But I have such a good time uh, skiing. You know you're not the only one, though, right? You're not the only one. It's like a whole ski, black ski club. Yes, I know. <laughs> they they meet know. up once a year. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm, once a year. I'm the tallest one. With <laughs> I'm the tallest. Are you the tallest one? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, they travel all over the world. They go to, like, Japan and, I mean, all over the world. Right. So, snowboarding and skiing. But flyboarding. So, so I'm, have... I have to say this. Go ahead. I'm not an expert snowboarder. I just think it, the equipment is so much easier to me to deal with. Right. And I'm, I'm learning... And and also, I do think you look cooler when you're snowboarding. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm you just... are, but you also. Do... 
<laughs> you also do flyboarding, right? Yes, I have done that a couple okay. times. A couple times. Oh, a couple times. Okay, yes. so so you know we have a treatment center down there for drugs, alcohol, depression, anxiety, overweight. We're only taking like five people a month. So every day we do a different adventure down here in Florida. So we do a lot of hydroboarding. So I'm very good at oh, hydroboarding. Yeah. So uh, you know we do all the okay. stuff. Okay, I, I want to learn how to do those flips. How do you do yeah, flips with it? Yeah. Like the yeah, you gotta tuck. You gotta I'm tuck your head and throw your body. Uh, me being so tall, I gotta be up. The holes gotta be all the way up, you know, 17 feet. If not, I'm coming right back into the water. I know, like, and when you hit, oh my God, it hurts so bad. <laughs> oh. Knock the wind right out of you. But we oh, keep doing it. We keep doing it. We keep doing it. And Tammy, I'm gonna tell you something. I've been a fan of yours for so long. Uh, we're almost the same age. You're a lot younger and you look a lot better than I do. Trust me. You take care of yourself. You are beautiful. But I remember you. you way back on. Now it's a controversial show, but I never saw it as a controversial show. Remember Different Strokes? You know, that little spur yeah. in there? Like now, it, like you can't even find it. I try to tell people, Different strokes, and I start singing. and go, that's a pretty good song. Where you get that from? Well, it comes from a good show, and then you know, a white guy, you know, did the right thing, and you know, and adopted two black people, and it was cool then. Now the world goes crazy. It's like the little rascal. Yeah. Can you find them? How was your experience? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, that was actually my first job ever on television. So, right. um, and Gary Coleman was lovely to me you know he at that point he was like uh, a seasoned vet it was my first gig and he kind of gave me a few pointers here and there and uh to kind of tighten up my performance and I mean it was great it's funny the way that we look at things now and and as opposed to how we looked at things <laughs> back in the day um yeah, and it's funny. I had a, a a friend of mine mention last night. Um, was kind of I was at a comedy club, and uh, he had mentioned. Um, he shouted me out, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, she's been around for a long time." And and he mentioned different strokes, and I was like, "No." Exactly. It's like, damn. <laughs> You're like, it's my first job. I like <laughs> yeah. Like, of all the shows, you had to mention that one. Thank you. <laughs> so. Well, Tammy, speaking of some of your shows, you just had a long run on the show Queen Sugar. Um, yes. You know, tell us a little yes. bit about that process. And I know you were obviously one of the, the key key roles on that show. You know, how did that come about? And just the development of on being on a show that, you know, lasts a long time and, and gets a following like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, the show is like an iconic show. And it's just a show... Um, like the background of like Southern life and, you know, what it's like for um, black folks um, and farmers and all the things that they have to go through. And um, uh, so I was added toward the end of the season. So I got in just in, you know, in time before, you know, the season uh, stopped yeah. um, for season seven. And it's just working with that it was like a well-oiled machine, just kind of me kind of stepping in. Every kind of everybody kind of knew um what they were doing and what their roles are, what their processes. And so it was very easy for me to just kind of fit right in and and flow with the with the show. 
So I'm, I'm just very grateful that I was um, able to to be a part of it. And, um, you know, Ava was uh, Ava, Ava was able to like to cast me and she's very hands on with the show. And so, you know, I learned a lot, not only from the cast, but also from um, from her. And, you know, they have this thing where where she did um, nothing but female directors. And that was the most uh, um, directed that I have female directors I've ever worked with in my whole career. So um, and a lot of them have become our friends. So it's just it was just that overall was a great experience. Yeah. And in working with with Ava, you mentioned Ava DuVernay, who's maybe one of the most, you know, powerful figures in in Hollywood right now with what she's been able to do. Just what was that experience like with, with you being able to work with her? Um, Ava, uh, is a fantastic director, like, like her vision and the, and the way that she, um, uh, is able to communicate to her actors, each one of us, cause we all have different personalities and different things that make us motivate us and inspire us. She just has like a keen eye of being able to like be able to pull the best out of each of her direct, uh, out of her actors. So I would love, like, if, if as far as directing, uh, I would love to work under her again um, as a, as a, uh, I would like to be directed. I would, I would love to see what, um, what more I could get, <laughs> you know, out of her. Cause we only had the, the other, uh, cast members, they were like the first season. I think she was there majority of the time. And, and this last two seasons, because the, you know, the show, it was run for just so long, was able to do it on its own. Only got like two weeks of her. So within those two weeks, I was able to really see, um, how she kind of worked and, and I was like really impressed with her. And did you ever, did Oprah ever come on the set? Oprah never came on the set, <laughs> but um, I was able to meet Oprah because she uh, invited the whole cast for like a, um, just like a final feast. We were, you know, she had great Southern food. It was at her home. And it was um it was an amazing experience. Like I brought my mom and we all like ate and broke bread <laughs> and talked about the show. And so it was incredible. Well, Tammy, I'm gonna top your story. So uh I wrote a book called Loose Balls, and it was about follies about my life and basketball, and it became the number one show. And I did her show and I bought my first wife. Uh I know that sounds terrible. I bought my first wife. Um, yeah, you have to my dad. And we went to see Oprah, and Gail came out, and she kept going, Woo, you know, uh, Oprah's in there. She done changed three times for you. And my ex wife was like, You know, so I was like, Oh, okay. My dad was like, <laughs> So I, we already had a problem. So after the show, my dad. And my ex-wife fly back, and I end mm -hmm. up staying because that's the way Oprah said it was going to be, and whatever happens, happens. So make a long story, not to get me and, and us into too much trouble here, and this is so I long. I because it's getting juicy right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and my dad calls me, says, son, you got to get home, get home, get home right now. My dad's a, from South Carolina, African-American. Um, you know, uh, does truck driving, brick mason. He's my best, was my best friend. God bless his soul. But he called me, he said, get back to the house, man. I had to solve a big problem. So I, I would get back there. 
And I come back and, and I see the back of his pickup truck is just full with something. We had cattle, so I thought maybe a cow died and we have to go bury it or something because the wheels were off the front of the uh, off the ground. It was just pulled with everything. And I had a top over it. So he, he goes, man, I ain't getting you out of this much trouble no more. I've been driving for two days. He said, look at this. And he pulls back the top. And it's uh, all the inquirers, the National Enquirers, they had a cover of me, my ex-wife, and Oprah's head. <laughs> we in a love triangle. Again <laughs> uh, with the G. I was going to say, it's going store to store. To, to store to store. Out. He said, you, you owe me $936.50. <laughs> and he said, but I solved that problem. But don't let it happen again. And I was like, do you think they only sell it in New Jersey? Number one, do you forget about right. the internet? I was about right. to say, at least it was earlier uh, days of the internet where luckily uh, that wasn't as easily accessible. Uh, uh, but none of that was true. <laughs> that is amazing. I know, because I was like, we're going to circle back to that. I'm going to let them get to the story, but I'm going to need to know what the hell went on with would be to start that again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, having you stay over and get rid of your uh, wife and your father, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, something's going on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was there a week, too. <laughs> you were there a week? And so I was in her house also. <laughs> I feel, I feel so like there's more to this. Yeah. One day, Tammy. <laughs> I feel like there's more to this story we need to, to uncover at some point. <laughs> Off, offline, Tammy, offline. I'm just joking. Okay, okay. I know somebody gonna say okay. it to her. I'm just joking. But I was there right, last right. time. Okay. Uh, Tammy, you mentioned uh, starting as, you know, being a dancer. We know you also were, you know, did singing as well, of course, along with acting. Just, you know, starting out as a dancer, you know, was your goal originally getting into acting or did you know when you were dancing that, you know, which path you wanted to take with it? I, I wanted to be a professional dancer. That's I, that's what I wanted. Um, and it's just, but dancing led to, you know, like I said, the acting and also singing. Because yeah. one of the one of the recitals, um, a, a lady was giving out like you know um, cards for her her like singing courses. So my teacher thought, uh, my dance teacher thought it would be cute to do like a kids version of. At the time, there was a stage or musical called um uh, sophisticated ladies and so um he wanted to do a children's version of it so he thought oh you know i'll get some of my dancers in there so they'll be able to hold a tune and i just took to it so and now it's so funny because i um the thing that i thought that i would do is not i'm like i'm i'm, I'm full-time actor now yeah. you know full-time so I mean, it worked out. I was going to say. Yeah, no, I never. Yeah, acting was never on my radar at all. I guess that, I guess I it works out that way, right? It's like, yeah. And the jealousy kept growing and growing and growing from, with you, Tammy, from not only seeing you on different strokes, but then on Family Matters, you know, playing outside of Eddie, his girlfriend. And I was like, now who in the hell cast that? You know, nothing against Eddie, because I'm sure I'll see him. And he's a big old boy himself. So, But I was just like, 
this woman is just too beautiful to be playing on this show, period, but be playing 80's girlfriend. <laughs> but how, how yeah, is that experience? I'm just kidding with Eddie, too. <laughs> but it is the truth. Now I see why... Now I see why Oprah had you around for a week. <laughs> Just self-esteem boosting for a week for Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Did you, did you enjoy Family Matters? I did. It, um, and still to this day, no matter what I'm doing, people always reference that. That is that is the the show that people is know is you know iconic show another iconic show, um, and I and I wasn't like a, a regular on the show. I just like did maybe maybe eight episodes on it you know all together. But that's what people remember me from. They're like, are you still are you still acting? I'm like yeah, I'm still acting. <laughs> You're like I'm acting all the time. It's right. And, and you're about to do something with BET, right? The Average Joe. That That's an interesting trip. I, I was reading some of it. Uh, that's going oh, to be interesting. How do you get the script? I, I get it all. If, if, if I can get Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. I forgot who I was talking to. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Um, I'm on a new show uh, starring uh, Dion Cole. I play his wife. And it's basically about um, uh, a guy who finds out that his father is, uh, after he passes away, is um, was working for like a drug lord and he was skimming off the top and, you know, stole like a whole Ferrari. And so um, now that he's passed away, uh, these these drug lords are coming to collect and it's just, flipped his whole life and his family's life and his friend's life completely upside down. So they're doing things that they would never have thought they would have done or say. So, yeah. That sounds that great. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a good one. Yes, that's what we hope. I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it like working with uh, with Dion Cole? You know, he's obviously someone who's, you know, worked as a, as a stand-up comedian. He's known for being very funny. It was like with him not only acting back and forth, but on set, I'm sure, had to be a fun time. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, one of the things that I uh, I like, like I liked about it, him the most is um, when we had our first table read, uh, one of the things he said was, you know, this isn't my show, it's our show. And I'm not the star, we're all the stars, like this is the team effort. So coming out the gate like that, like really, um, kind of embracing the whole ensemble thing, I think helps everyone's performance. Um, and, you know, there were no egos involved, nothing like that. And we just kind of sailed through. He is, it was really, really funny. And there's times where it was a really brutal shoot. Um, we had a lot of times we had like night shoots. Like I had one time I had like a 10.45 p.m. p.m. call time and I didn't get off until 10 a.m. the next day. Wow. So a lot of times it would be that. So humor, humor is a place, a great part in getting through the day. <laughs> and so he always, you know, he always provided that he always had some kind of something to say or something to joke about or whatever. And kind of kept things moving and morale high. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's great to work with. Yeah, that's the that's the thing about acting that I think a lot of people yeah. probably overlook is, yeah, yep. the yeah. kind of minimum 12-hour mm -hmm. days that you guys go through. And you mentioned night shoots where, yeah, you start at 
11 p.m. Then you're on till 11 in the morning. Just, you know, in those moments where, you know, say you're, you know, you have a couple takes and then you're off. Like, do you go take a nap? Like, what do you, what do you do when you're on night shoots and you're there for for the whole, you know, 12 hours? Well, when you're like on location and you you know we're near your like your trailer, you just have <laughs> yeah. to get a nap in wherever you can. If it's standing up, getting a nap. If it's like crawling underneath the table or something to get a nap, you just try to get it in when you can. So, but um, a lot of the stuff that we were doing were was outdoors too. So, and it was freezing cold, like freezing cold. So, <laughs> I don't know. We it was it was brutal. <laughs> we're still recuperating. We're still recuperating from the whole cast. Is like we we have not. Um, it's been like we've been back for maybe two and a half weeks now, and it's it's still like that was brutal. It was <laughs> worth flashbacks. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I worked with Junie Smith. Uh, he owns Rainbow Media with me, and he's the acting coach. And he got me into it while I was in the NBA, uh, especially during my all-star year, got me into acting. I was like, man, I'm going to do this. I'll do this show. And I remember a show came up called Rollerball. And I was like, how long is the show going to take? And I would send me the script and I read it and they were like, what's going to be the whole summer? And one thing with basketball players, they're not giving up the summer. You know, they would have said three days, you know, but being there the whole time. And then what killed me was everybody would come knock on your door and I, this is, I give y'all so much credit and you so much talent and you can remember your lines, your expression. Tammy, you're so excellent at what you do. But they knock on your door, Mr. Williams, you, let's go. We need you now. We need you now. And they run out there, they throw on this makeup and then they go, oh, all right, you go back to your trailer. And I'm like, yeah, what, what, what's going on? No, it's just a technical. And I was like, no, what's going on? And Because this went on about three times, Tammy. And then I went out there and they were like, well, we, do we need that light right there to be on? I said, well, they cut the damn light on. They said, no, we need an electrician, a union electrician. And I know about union electricians because my dad was a union brick mason. But I said, so when is he coming? They said, in about three hours. And I had on this 1975 mustache and beard. <laughs> it was itchy. So I went oh, and cut God. it on. And all hell broke loose. You know, it, yes. oh my God. But, you know, to hurry up to wait uh, and then to stay in the character, you know, because I was like, you know, I'm not a guy with the, you know, with like the, with the beards and the, and I had the big hair and the, and the real tight shorts that Dennis Rodman wore, you know, <laughs> uh, but he was wearing them in the nineties. Uh, I was just like, look, I want to get out of costume. If it's going to be three hours, like, no, nah, you, you can't do that. You, you put up with so much that people don't see in acting. They just think, you know, you're on the set. You know, and it's just like Judge Judy or, you know, boom, you go in and 30 minutes, you're done. Now, it's a big production and to be sitting around for 12 hours, I give you all all the credit. I don't, I don't think I can ever be an actor. Yeah, I think it's, it's not it's not for punks, I'll tell you that. But mm -hmm. I, I will I will take I'll take the um, the sitting around and even even the like you know the hard shoots any day um uh but but outside of that when you're not working to me um keeping like making sure that you keep your morale up making sure that you know you stay focused making sure that you kind of know your worth to me that's also part of the job as an actor and that is 
the hardest part to me. So, um, yeah, I mean, I always tell people who are coming up in the business, like, well, you know, there's basic things that you should know and do, but I always kind of focus on that because that can, that, that is a morale killer when you're not, when you're in between gigs and it's always like, you're always thinking like, am I going to, what's my next gig? Am I going to work? Am I going to, yes, you are, but it's like, waiting in between and waiting for that right one and making sure you have, you're in the right mental space, spiritual space and having the right amount of people around you that kind of keep you elevated is vital as an actor. <laughs> but I've never seen you play one of the roles that were, you know, let me not, like Pam Greerish. Not that she did anything wrong, but the tight class that, you know, uh, like we were talking with Jasmine Guy a couple of weeks ago, you know, where they want People that look like you and I, our skin complexion, you could play anything from a, don't take this personal, you know, you could play a lot of different races, right? And they can mm -hmm. make, you know, so uh, my mom's is white and my dad is black. Um, and, and growing up back in the day was different than when you see all these commercials now and you see, you know, oh, a white person married a black person, you know, that didn't happen back when I was, yes. you know. Uh, but I've never seen you play anything that was, you know, oh, you're going to be a prostitute. You're going to be a, <laughs> you know, like a criminal of this, this, that. you well, know, those kind of tight cast roles. I haven't I seen have played a prostitute. You, you, you <laughs> have? Talk right now. I have. You, 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 you did play a prostitute. prostitute? I did. I played a prostitute. Well... <sighs> It was like a woman who kind of fell on hard times and she had to do what she had to do, that kind of thing. It was a show called Lincoln Heights. I, I was, she had like a little sketchy pads. So I did. Yep, I was wearing a little short, tight stuff. I did. I did. I wore. And you're but like, the was, role was really, really good. You know what you say? I would say you're like, and I was wearing it for 12 hours every day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, no, um, but it was a really, really good role. That was a, a, a great role, actually. So it wasn't like uh, gratuitous or like there was a, uh, you could see the whole arc as to how she okay. came to this, this place. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. Yes, I had. <laughs> and what, what's your process with something like that where we know, I don't know, there's like method acting or, you know, actors who will go and, you know, work with someone who does a certain job before they portray that on the screen what's your process if you're so did i did i go <laughs> on the blade and become like but <laughs> <laughs> just how do you no, how do you prepare I, for something like that yeah you know what i've been um really lucky blessed to um to be like uh, be able to have really good writing so a lot of times it's in the writing and then um i will go to if i have any questions or whatever i'll go to the writers directly and ask them about this or that um and a lot of the older I get, the lot of I have experience, personal experience that I can draw from as well. I've never had anything that I had to go in and do any kind of studying for, like to play, you know, I don't know, an Irish uh, warrior or something, you know, something like that. I'd have to, you know, um, do some studying with. But most of the time I can kind of do kind of a back, my own backstory if it's not there on the, in the page um, and create something out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tammy, there was another show I wanted to ask you about. Uh, you did the Disney series, uh, 
Casey Undercover, where you worked as you played Zendaya's mom. Um, what was it like working with Zendaya? And I don't know, did you know at the time that she would become one of the the biggest superstars in the world a couple years later? Um, you know what? I, most of Disney is like one of those um, places where if kids get in at a certain age, they really do help to groom the kids to become like these superstars if they want, if that's something that they want. Um, they really do. They help with like, um, like with interviewing and how to carry yourself and, you know, what to, it's, it's like a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you could clearly tell, uh, me working with her, she's so friggin' talented. Um, and then, you know, I know most people kind of know her from like probably Euphoria and, and, you know, Spider-Man and these kind of things. But Zendaya is really funny. Like she's really, really funny. And also she has the ability to do all these different accents. This is what people, you know, with, you know, the Disney show, this, you know, I was able to see like her wide, wide range um, as an actor. Now she did like, we had one episode where she was doing a kind of like a Mrs. Doubtfire type of role and she killed it. Like this girl is, she's like, she's, Incredible. She's an incredible, awesome talent. They, a lot of them don't come around like that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, like no. you said, she's she's unbelievable. Yeah, singing, acting, yeah. the whole thing. So. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, Tammy, last night I heard you went to a comedy show, right? That's, I do, yes. Now, and I know you love comedy, right? Now, you think yes. you can do stand-up comedy? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. That to me, uh, being a comedian is probably one of the hardest jobs, I believe, um, in the entertainment field. I mean, it's, it's everybody has different sense of humor. You know, the timing has to be just right. Uh, it's just so many different moving parts within it. And then it, it's a it's a really hard gig because like especially new people coming up and trying to you know get the whole rhythm of, of it and there's a lot of rejection involved in it and and typically um uh, the audiences will let you know if you bombing I mean at least we have like we have a barrier with an act you know <laughs> actors you know, get here but they get instant gratification or instant like you know you're terrible and booze. <laughs> So, no, I would never, never do. Now, I would play a comedian, but I would <laughs> never. Mm -mm. Yeah, you know, like, play a comedian, but like you said, you have the barrier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I did a show on WFAN. It was um, just a sports show, sports radio show. And I really didn't want to go on the show. And I was negotiating a contract where my agent was for me to be extended with the Nets. And the Nets just happened to have seven Jewish owners, and they called themselves the Sea Caucus Seven. Now you remember that, Jesse? And, yeah, I remember uh, you were telling this uh, right. one of the previous and, shows. And, yeah, and, and you remember you, me, and you are pretty good friends, right? Of course. Yes. And you and you're Jewish, so yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I don't get canceled. All right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I go into the studio, and and I just do a little skit because you know, I always try to keep people light and. And I was just saying, they was saying, how was the negotiation going? To one of the uh, Mike and uh, Mad Dog asked me that. Um, and I go, uh, 
Yeah, it was going pretty good. So I put my ear on the door and I heard one of the owners saying, how much money does this guy want? You know, $10 million. He goes, you know, how many, you know, I was doing the accent, but it was all wrong, Tammy. You know, it was like, how many Cadillacs can one black guy drive? You know, he needs this. And it was just like, and people were laughing. And then I was like, all right, you know, this is funny. And then I said the word, I go, holy bar misfa. And all of a sudden, the whole light, the switchboards lit up. And I was like, wow, I am funny. Oh, my God. And then nobody else said anything for the interview. That was Jason Williams. I was like, that's short interview. Let's keep going. They're like, no, I think that's enough. Time I got to my car, my agent called me. He was like, Jason, you got to get your ass back to the studio. I was like, why? He says, you have to apologize to every Jewish person in America, in the world. You're not allowed to say, holy bar mitzvah. And I was like, what? You know I didn't mean nothing by it. And I, I had no yeah. idea. I just I do my mistress all the time. You know, um, and I went back and I apologized. And uh, you know, people were like, well, oh, that's just Jason being Jason, you know, uh back then. I probably would have been in a lot of trouble today, but I you know, it oh, was you just, been canceled. Yeah, I'd have been canceled. You would have been canceled. I'd have been canceled. <laughs> you, you know, and I, uh, and I was truly sorry because I had no idea what I was saying and and, and how important that was to them. But um, you know, it was okay. You know, some people don't want to say sorry. They don't want to repent. They don't want to, you know, they just want to fight being canceled. Sometimes I understand that you shouldn't be canceled for every little thing, but sometimes mm -hmm. you got to take constructive criticism. If you say something wrong, you might, and you offend somebody, you might have to go back and apologize and straighten that out and mean it, you know? So, and then that's what I yeah. did. And, um, you know, uh, you know, we came back in the Sea Caucus 7, ended up signing me for like $100 million. I was like, oh, <laughs> you guys did forgive me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it all works out. <laughs> yeah, right. And the answer to your question yeah. was, we ain't driving Cadillacs. We driving Rolls Royces. <laughs> hey! <laughs> no, no, that's just my stand-up. <laughs> would I make it? Would I make it, Tammy? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> Yeah, but I tell you what I did go see. I went to see last week George Wallace. Have you seen George Wallace? George uh, Wallace, I know exactly who you, this is a vet. Um uh, and also he he played um Kadeem Hardison, who's on my who's my husband on Casey Undercover. He played his dad and he right. was hilarious. This man is sharp. He is yep. so sharp. Like, just knows his stuff, timing. He's so good. There's a reason why he's been around for as long as he's been around for. Yeah. You know? And, and not even knowing that they say he was the real George in Seinfeld's show. That's what he tells me all the time. I speak to him every other day. But one thing I okay. know for is that he was Jerry Seinfeld's best man at his wedding. Really? You know? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. He always tell me, I'm out on my yacht. I said, man, you got a yacht? He goes, my best friend got a yacht. And it's good to have friends <laughs> you have one day. That sounds just like him. He's a great guy. Great guy. Uh-huh. great guy. Tammy, uh, I know, obviously, we're 
because of Jason's career and, and my sports affiliations, we have some sports connections in the show. Do you follow any sports? Did you play any sports growing up? Or it's cool to say no. <laughs> Just... Here's the thing. Like, I'm. it's so funny because I am not funny weird because I'm such a tomboy. And when I was a kid, um, I uh, played all kinds of sports, flag football, uh, baseball, all of that. And then as an adult, I just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I am not, I'm not into it. That's why I was telling Robbie, I was like, are you sure you want me? Sure they want me to be on the show? Because I, I know the big names in sports, but if you start getting into, you know, like take basketball, like I know LeBron and I know Steph Curry, I know the, these guys, but if you start to get, I don't know. Me, me, you know me. <laughs> I know you, yes, of course. But you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. I'm terrible. Yeah. That's okay. Like I said, you're, but to you're, be honest with you, I don't watch sports either. I watch my college St. John's because they're my alma mater, but I don't watch, you know, once I got out of it, I, I don't know if you go back and you watch your movies or you watch your, you know, shows that you're in. Like, I don't watch any of my highlights, anything to do with basketball. Um, it kind of, Especially like a couple of books I wrote, you know, I'd be like, oh, I wish I wouldn't said that. And then I, I I did David Letterman like 19 times and we became like really good friends. And then I look back and go, golly, why did I say that? You know, but, you know, it's so it's so difficult to remember when you're a kid that whatever you say is forever when you're a celebrity, you know, and whatever you do. And that's what I be trying to tell these young guys and these young athletes, like, yo, bro, you know, slow down because this is this yeah. is on wax. This is on video. Whatever you say now, they're going to pull back up 25 years from now. You're going to be sitting yeah. there trying to explain that to your grandkid. Well, it's not even celebrity anymore either. It's anyone. If you put it out there on the internet, <laughs> it will it can be found. So. Yeah. That's true. You yeah. will lose your job on some <laughs> stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, a whole bunch. A whole bunch. Of, a whole bunch of Karens. Go ahead, a whole bunch of what? Karens. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're out it there. It is not a game. <laughs> They're out there. Uh, well, Tammy, thank you so much for for taking the time today. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, so, so much fun having you on, and looking forward to to seeing you and Average Joe, and obviously all the, the amazing work that you've done uh, over the years. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Because uh, it was a long time coming. We had so many close calls where we were going to like <laughs> get together and do this, and then it didn't happen. But I'm, I'm so glad I finally got a chance to, to you know, meet with you guys and talk. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, same, same here. Really appreciate it. And thanks again for coming on. Thank you, Tammy. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>